Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. <laughs> Donatus, uh, for them, just the policy really cost for you guys tonight. Well, he's... His size, first and foremost, was a problem. You could see that right out of the gate. And then his his um, his skill set popping to the three creates an issue because you have to put a, for us we have to put you know our fives on him, and um, you know they're going to be sunk in a little bit because you have to pick your poison with that team. And so he made us pay for that. He's really good. Celtics cannot pull off the comeback. They fall to the Dwight Howardless Houston Rockets. This is the Garden Report on CLNS Radio and Celtics blog, powered by Lynda.com. Welcome to the Garden Report. I am Jared Weiss. Joining me, Jay King from MassLive.com. We haven't had you on the show, actually, in a few it's, years. It's been a while. Maybe yeah. last year. I think I did it last year a couple times, maybe. You have a very forgettable face. So I, I do apologize. have a very forgettable face, yeah. Now, we're going to break down the Demo Train's incredible performance tonight. I would say he's probably a better player than Dwight Howard, based on just tonight's game. But that's just my opinion. And uh, we'll talk about the defense, which was terrible and then great and then terrible again. So first, let's talk about Demo. First quarter, he was actually tied with the Celtics 9-9 nine nine at one point there yeah. to start off the game. He was kind of the Hassan White side of scoring to start <laughs> this one off. I and mean, what did you see out of Monte Yunus? I started? mean, nine points in the first four minutes. He stretched the Celtics out. He got by Bass off the dribble. He had a few nice passes. I mean, he just did everything in that first quarter and really the whole game. 26 points, 12 rebounds, career high in points, tied his career high in rebounds. I mean, he was just really good, and the Celtics didn't give enough effort to stop a stretch guy like him in the first half. Now, for him, he has a really good front uh, kind of face-up game, really solid back to the basket. He was able to go with both tonight, and he was hitting the shots. The corner three later in the game, that was that a real was dagger. Huge, yeah. I mean, he, he could do everything, and Jared Sollinger is a guy that called out his team for not playing good enough defense, and then has proceeded to play pretty much garbage defense ever since. Although the second half, Sollinger was good. The first half, it wasn't just him, it was everybody. I think the first nine points he scored were against Bass. And, I mean, they just played no defense in that first half. It was like they were getting killed by Mota Yunus. They were getting killed by Josh Smith. Didn't matter. Harden shot three for 13 in the first half. He missed a bunch of bunnies. Dwight Howard's sitting God knows where with a doctor getting his knee checked out. And the Celtics just weren't good enough defensively in the first half. Obviously, that changed in the second half but they couldn't get the offense to go. I know Brandon said it took kind of a halftime speech to really get him going, but why Why are they coming out flat so much? I mean, why, why can't they get ready for the game when the game starts? Well, I think part of it is I'm not sure the starting lineup works. Granted, I don't know what I would do to change it. I don't know. But ever since the new starting lineup, actually ever since the Jeff Green trade, 
the starters have been scoring at a worse pace than the Philadelphia 76ers, who have the NBA's very worst offense. And that's now, I think, 12 games since Green got traded or since they agreed to the Green trade. And so it's, it's tough to get off to good starts when you can't score at all. And they, their defense really needs to be great for them to get off to decent starts. And it just wasn't tonight, and they need it to be better. Well, the thing is, we're talking about offense here. Evan Turner is the guy that's really running the ball most of the time. And that means, like Evan Turner is, it's going to be very inconsistent. It's going to be out of control a lot of the time. And they just, their half-court offense isn't, they're still, they're still trying to figure it out, it seems, every single play, what they're trying to do. It seems like almost every set they run, there's some sort of hiccup or confusion or just someone can't get around. I mean, the offense is setting the screens, but it seems like the, off, the offensive players can't even get around the screens right now. Yeah, they're having a tough time. and It doesn't help that Kelly Olynyk got hurt. You know, he might be their most important offensive player now. They're playing with a lot of new guys, Tayshaun Prince. Gerald Wallace is playing backup power forward now. You know, they just changed their starting lineup. Jay Crowder hasn't really been giving them much of anything offensively. You know, Avery Bradley is not much of a creator. Turner, he's not a great creator either. They don't really have a lot of ball handling penetration in, in their starting lineup or really anywhere on their team. So it's tough to score baskets, and they really have to rely on their defense. And some nights it's great against Utah the other night, the first half, it was fantastic. The second half tonight, fantastic. But they have to really do that for 48 minutes. They don't have a huge margin for error at all. They held the Rockets to nine points in the third quarter, but they still only scored 22 points. 22 points isn't terrible, but it's obviously it's not the kind of offensive explosion you want to see when you're trying to make a comeback. Do they have the potential, I mean, based on what you saw tonight, based on what we've been seeing since you've been with them on the road, do they have the potential to use the guys they have right now to make some sort of offensive kind of firepower explosion when they're trying to make comebacks? Yeah, you know, you know who they need more from is Sullinger. You know, he, he, he missed three wide-open looks down the stretch tonight. And, you know, they need more from him. They need more scoring from him. They need better shooting from him. They need him to be a threat every night. And... He hasn't done that as consistently as they'd like him to, I think. And especially with Olenek out, you know, with, with their offense struggling right now, he needs to do more. And, you know, I, I don't blame a lot of the team's issues on him, but he is right now their most talented big man, and he needs to play like it every night. Well, the thing is, what do you do if you're trying to, if you're Brad Stevens, you're trying to make a change here? Solinger is, I mean, it's not like he's not taking the shots that you'd usually take. He's taking the threes, he's posting up with his back to the basket, trying to get jump ups in the lane. It's just, he doesn't look physically like he's able to get those shots off, and he's not hitting them, obviously. So, I mean, what, what do you want to do to try to fix that problem? And you're the coach of the Celtics now, congratulations. Uh, well, one thing I, I do want to see Solinger develop, I don't know if he can do it this year, is get to the line more often. He hardly ever gets the line. For a big guy, powerful guy, he's got to start going toward people more. And I, I think he started to fade away because he got his shot blocked a little bit. But he, he hasn't drawn fouls at all. He needs to do that more often. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't take him out of the starting lineup. I don't think they really could. I mean, you could go with Zeller, I guess, but that won't change a lot. So You're too strapped offensively if you do yeah, that. Yeah, they, they just really need him to start shooting better and scoring more efficiently and, and really giving them more offensively. It's a funny point you made, though, is that he was getting a shot blocked, so the natural reaction would be to try to get away from the shot blocker. But with his power and his touch and his body control, it makes more sense for him to dig into that defender and get those fouls instead of getting blocked. If he's going to block you, at least make sure he gets the rest of you and actually draws the foul. Yeah, I think part of it, too, is that he's not in great shape. He can't get the separation from the defender. He's not explosive enough to get away from that lengthy shot blocker. And, you know, Moda Yunus, 
he's a tall guy. He's got, got long arms. You know, he blocks Eller a couple times. He's a tough guy to get a shot off inside. And there's a lot of guys that are tough to get shots off inside, especially for a guy like Sollinger, who doesn't have a lot of lift, not a lot of explosion. Uh, but he is capable. He's very capable of scoring. And even if he doesn't get to the line, he, he's very capable of doing that. He just has to do it more consistently. And he's, he's kind of been a little bit of a letdown lately, I think, on, on really both ends of the court, and especially in the first half I thought he was tonight. All right, we're going to come back for part two really quickly right after this break. This is the Garden Report on CLNS Radio and Celtics blog, powered by Lynda.com. It was great. It was great. Um, you know, I, I got a whole lot of texts. Uh, you know, when he's playing on the road, so they said I didn't look good in green. <laughs> but then today they said the white and green look better, not the green and white. So, uh, but, um, but that's just coming from my family who's all in L.A. and, and, and are big-time Laker fans and, you know, grew up in L.A. So, uh, but it, it felt great today. Um, I felt great today, obviously, you know, playing here. Like I said, I just couldn't get any flow doing what I normally do on the defensive side of the ball and, and really helping where I need to, to help. Um, but, you know, shots fell for me once again tonight, but that's that's not really what it's about and what I need to bring here. Uh, it's, it's more so on the defensive end and, and letting guys, uh, you know, being a leader, but also showing by example, but also communicating when I have to. <laughs> Well, I thought we were really flying around, and that's kind of a subjective thing, but you can feel the energy when you're making guys make the next pass, which they made exceptionally well. Um, but we caught up to the next pass on almost every occasion. Uh, the killers were those transition baskets, um, as they always are. But when our defense was set, we are pretty good. We are pretty good in that half. Um, I do think that... Um, you know, they missed a couple shots they might normally make, and Harden had an off night. But I thought our defense on him was pretty good too. He's, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, you know, 
it fits well in our system and you know, he made he made a lot of big plays. You know, they're, they're a young team. They're going to continue to play hard. You know, and so we didn't we didn't take that for granted you know, whatsoever. You know, and so uh, just, it's hard to keep a 16 point lead you know, at any point of a game. And, and they made a, made a run, made a couple shots. We went to a drought, and um, you know that, that was a game. All right, we're back for part two. Garden Report, powered by Lynda.com, and we're talking about the demo. Dinantes Montiunis was just phenomenal in this game. We're going to talk about him more. We're going to talk about what happened at the end of this game. Now, the Celtics, they played great defense, but their offense never got going. But one thing that was really fascinating was James Harden, who is now, obviously, the guy on this team, even though he already was. With Howard, he's definitely the guy. Yeah. He shoots four for 21, has one of his worst shooting games of the season, especially when now he's fighting for that starting spot yeah. against Klay Thompson ahead of Kobe, with Kobe getting replaced now in the All-Star game. I mean, Marcus Smart played some great defense on him. Evan Turner got credit for defending him, which I don't. I didn't think Evan Turner would ever get credit for playing defense in his career. Yeah. But that was pretty funny. He to got say. it. What What did the Celtics do to really shut down Harden? Well, the first half, I thought he missed a lot of easy shots. He missed a couple of layups. He missed a wide open mid range jumper. He missed a three from the corner. It was a pretty good look. And then the second half, they just really dug in. Uh, one key was they didn't put him to the line. He's a guy who lives at the free throw line. He only got five free throw attempts tonight. Uh, when he went to the hoop, they stayed away from fouls. When he shot jumpers, they contested it. And, you know, they did a really good job on him. I thought Smart played him better than Turner did, but they were both really good. And, I mean, Smart's no surprise, but Turner, who's kind of a languid player who kind of let, lets the game pass him by and then kind of picks his spots to yeah. kind of jump in on the double dutch there, he was a guy that had some actually solid plays in the second half. But he's a guy that has so much responsibility. We're kind of talking about it in the first half. What what did you see out of Turner tonight, and what do you want to see out of Turner that can maybe have him be a more effective and more vital cog to this team? Well, I think the biggest thing he needs to do, first of all, he should probably not miss three layups on the same possession That'd again. Be nice. Um, but I think the biggest thing he needs to do is stay away from the careless turnovers. You know, he has one or two plays a night where he's just throwing a simple pass, you know, cross-court top of the key. And the other team picks it off, it goes the other way. You can't have that if, as a point guard in the league. And obviously he's a guy who's been kind of hounded by turnovers his entire career. And they can't have that from their starting point guard. And I think he's done a decent job as a point guard. He's rebounding well. You know, he's playing better defense than probably you would have expected out of Evan Turner. But, you know, there, there are times when he just gets really lazy. It was like that, that one play by James Harden when he's dribbling around, goes left, goes right, can't get free. Finally, there's like one second left on the shot clock, and Turner's like, kind of like, oh man, I can't contest him now. And just kind of stood there and hard and drilled a 17 footer. It's like all you needed was one more second of hard work, and instead he got lazy. And it's those lazy moments that he needs to stay away from, but he did a pretty good job tonight. And you do see him kind of looking into the stands a lot of the time. His, he kind of has a natural shrug to him almost. I mean, there's so many plays where he just doesn't go all the way to the whistle, all yeah. the way to the end. And he loses. It's like it's like the play is almost over, so he stops playing. Yeah. And in those three seconds, they score, or he misses, he misses yeah. a good look. It's incredible how he seems to be the one guy out there that doesn't even get it. Go play next to guys like Marcus Smart and Jay Crowder, who clearly they're you know they're laying in bed at night hustling. And <laughs> you know, this guy, it seems like he's got as much hustle as we do sitting here a lot of the time. And I would say that's he's, he's he's normally a hustle player. I I would compare him to my cousin. My cousin Mike was like who we all know, of course. Who, who nobody knows, but he was a great hustler. He was one of those kids. He ran out every ground ball, dove after balls in the outfield. 
he would play. We went to one game. He led off third base, and he was standing there leading off third base. Pitcher threw it over as a pickoff attempt. Mike had no clue that the pitcher had thrown it to him. He was just standing there and got tagged. He did not move a muscle. Well, there was a beautiful girl in the stands, I assume. No, probably not. He was just picking his butt. And so that's kind of like Turner. It was like he hustles all the time, and then he has like that one moment where he's not paying attention to any focus, and that's the moment that gets him. And so, yeah, he's like my cousin Mike. All right, well, we got to hand out our awards. I'm assuming Ball of the Night goes to your cousin Mike. Yeah. But why don't we start with boxing out here? So I think we can both agree, stats of the night, Denantas. 26 points, career high, 12 rebounds, ties a career high. Yeah. Elaborate, please. He was just really good. He killed the Celtics throughout the night, hit that huge three from the corner late in the fourth. This was a night when, really, in the first half, their offense was spurred by Mori Yunus and Josh Smith. Those are the two guys that killed the Celtics. Harden didn't do a lot, but those guys are skilled, and they really, really hurt the Celtics off the dribble, in the post, everywhere. And, yeah, he was just really good. So Demo's our baller of the night? Demo, yes, we'll go with baller of the night for Demo. All right, let's lock it in. So shout-out to Cousin Mike over there for J-King, MassLive.com. Hold on, is great. Of the, what is the, We just uh, did our Saturday night. It was a 26-12. and 12. I thought that was our star of the night. No, that's our baller who also had our stats of the night. If you uh, got another stat, you my can throw stat would me. have been the twenty-eight point nine percent shooting by the Rockets in the second half. Oh, okay. Well, and, yet, and yet the stat. Celtics still could not come back because their offense stayed about the same, which was bad. Okay. Well, if we're gonna throw another one out there, it would be that the Celtics only had eleven turnovers, oh. sixteen turnovers for the Rockets. Usually, that big of a turnover differential, it's gonna be the team that's winning. But yeah, well, the not Celtics managed somehow. Exactly, it managed to somehow <laughs> beat that. So, Jay King. Thank you for joining the show. That was fun. Jaking of MassLive.com, Jared Weiss of CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. This was the Garden Report, powered by Linda.com. Peace out. You think about the playoffs at all? I do. Because, I mean, that's the best part of, of the year, man, is the playoffs. I mean, the journey is, is, is awesome, but I think you, you go through the season to get to the playoffs. Have you been watching the standings at all? Because you guys are game and a half, two games back. Yeah. I think we right there. We, everybody's well aware. Coach is well aware. We just got to keep working.